Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A lot to get to on this Friday edition of the show. Thanks for joining us. We're going to talk some BYU football, obviously. Uh, Pro Football Focus comes out with some rankings for quarterbacks. We'll talk about where BYU comes up in that discussion. Also need to talk about BYU basketball. and Well, essentially we're going to talk about Colby Lee. He was the big story from last night as BYU down San Diego. We'll talk about that. As well as catching up on everything else in BYU sports news you need to know. This podcast is proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is America's number one daily podcast network. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show. With that little rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 17th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. It is available everywhere podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store. So make sure you check it out. Hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode each and every day. And if you don't mind, give us a favorable rating and review as well. Let's start off talking BYU basketball, and let's be real, we're talking about Kobe Lee. What a game from Kobe Lee last night as BYU down San Diego 93-70 to improve to 3-1 and in West Coast Conference play. Kobe Lee uh, goes 8-8 eight of eight from the field, hits his only three-pointer of the game. You know that's how big of a game he had. Goes for a career-high 21 points, adds five rebounds. Just a truly sterling outing from the forward. And Lee is a guy that's easy to root for because you watch him and he looks like an everyman playing out there on the basketball court and I don't mean that to be derogatory but he's a six foot nine big white kid from Idaho who loves playing the game but he has developed nicely as BYU's coaching staff has worked with him since Mark Pope arrived he has proclaimed that Kobe Lee was going to turn some heads and he truly has done that and last night even more evidence of it like I said a career high 21 points to lead all scores in this game or lead BYU he tied Braun Hartfield from San Diego for the game high there. TJ Haas added 19 points in the win last night. He was 8 of 11 from the field. Jake Toulson adds 14 and then Dalton Nixon uh, adds 12 as well as Alex Barcelo 11 points. So all five BYU starters in double figures as well as Connor Harding coming off the bench to add 11 points of his own. So all in all a solid win for BYU basketball last night and very impressed with what Colby Lee put on the court last night. If he can do that again tomorrow night against Gonzaga, well, we may be having a different conversation about this game against the Bulldogs, the number one ranked team in the country. BYU now turns their attention to going to Spokane to take on Gonzaga. Since BYU joined the West Coast Conference, they have been they've gone three and five in Spokane. Most notably, that upset in 2017, two years ago, with the just the sterling effort they put out there to upset the number one ranked Zags, the undefeated Zags at that point, who looked like they were on their way to maybe the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, and BYU goes in there and wins 79-71. to Just a crazy game. Can BYU recreate that tomorrow night? I think they'll be hard-pressed to do that without Yoli Childs. His status very much up in the air. Some people saying that he may come back for that game. I would venture to say it's going to be a long shot for him to suit up, but maybe BYU staff is sandbagging a little bit, making think, making Zaga think, hey, this guy is not going to be available to go. But it's going to be a, a team effort, truly. It's going to have to be a team effort tomorrow if they have any hope of upsetting the Zags because Gonzaga – 
They've become one of the elite basketball programs in the country. Granted, they have not made a, they have not won a national title uh, yet in their history, but they're very much on that track. Mark Few and his staff are recruiting at an elite level. They're bringing in high-level athletes. Um, Philip Petrusev is a guy that I love watching play. Uh, Dave Rose. So Dave Rose, the former BYU basketball coach, spent an hour in studio with Patrick Kinahan on the radio show I produce for The Zone here in Salt Lake City, DJ and PK in the morning. He came in this past summer, and he made the comment that traditionally Gonzaga, during BYU's time in the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga has had the best big guy in the conference, often the second best big guy in the conference, and sometimes even the third best big guy in the conference. And speaking of front court players, this year I would venture to say that Yoli Childs is probably the best front court player in the West Coast Conference. You could probably argue with with some of the guys on Gonzaga's roster, but very much so this year the Gonzaga, they have at least two or three of the better big guys in the conference, and that's a big reason why they're, they're as successful as they are. Obviously they have great guard play like normal. I really like watching Gonzaga play the game. Mark Few is an easy guy to root for, even though he is one of your conference rivals. He's kind of the big dog in the conference. He does things the right way, it seems like. And that's an easy guy to root for, I feel like. Gonzaga's not a program. I have a, I don't know, I just, I can't get behind Randy Bennett at St. Mary's. Randy Bennett just seems like a cantankerous dude who just seems miserable all the time. Mark Few doesn't necessarily seem that way. He kind of stands stoically on the sideline, kind of analyzing the game. He's not afraid to bark at his players when need be, but he's not just over the top, just screaming at his guys. And that's kind of what I appreciate about a coach like that. He's done a great job recruiting, obviously. You can see it in what Gonzaga's program has become. And BYU's going to have their work cut out for him tomorrow night if they want to score the upset over the number one ranked team. Can they do it? I think they can, but they will have to go out and have a similar effort to what they had in 2017, where they were shooting just lights out, had contributions from every player on the roster, and without Yoli Childs, BYU is going to be hard-pressed to win that game. So we will see how things shake out uh, for the Cougars in that game tomorrow night. Scheduled for 8 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2 if you want to watch the game. I'm excited to watch it. I think it's always a good matchup when the Cougars and the Bulldogs square off. The kennel will be hopping, obviously. It holds, what, 6,000 people there, but it seems like a lot more just because the fans are right on top of you up there in Spokane. And it's going to be a wild, wild game, and I'm excited to watch it. Well, another guy who's excited to be part of it is TJ Hawes. He was a member of BYU's team, had actually the third leading score the last time BYU upset Gonzaga in Spokane. I spoke with him. We played part of the conversation yesterday about San Diego. We also talked to him about Gonzaga, the win over Gonzaga in 2017, and what his confidence level going into this matchup with number one this weekend is. So here you go, TJ Hawes right here on Locked on Cougars. I want to ask you about 2017 when you guys went up and beat them and then when they were number one up there. What do you remember about that game? Uh, we just played loose. We played free. Uh, had, you know, everybody stepped up, uh, hit big shots, uh, and that's one of the best places to play in the country. It's super fun, super loud, uh, hostile environment. So you know, it, it's going to be a blast. But you know, it, it takes everybody to win up there. You said loose and free. Was that just kind of the mentality? Hey, we got nothing to lose here. Let's just go out and play. Yeah, I thought offensively we really um, we just shared the ball. Guys, guys were um, you know playing their best basketball. Eric was making shots. Eli was making shots. Nick was making shots. Uh, you know, I felt like we were all we were banging on all cylinders. 
the anatomy of an upset like that, every game has its own personality, I feel like. But that game in particular, like you said, you guys hit shots. But you guys also, this was a team that was projected to be a number one overall seed, potentially. When you go into a game like that, what you personally, what is your mentality when you're facing like a team that's that of that caliber? Yeah, you know, it's the same every single game. You're trying to you're trying to bring uh, your best game, and um, yeah, I feel like uh, the best players, you know, their mentality going into different games shouldn't change. Um, you need to be locked in no matter who you're playing, no matter where you're playing, and you need to be ready to go right from the jump. Gonzaga, Coach Rose, he was on a radio show that I produced. For, earlier this summer and said that traditionally he's always seen okay Gonzaga's got the best big guy in the country in the conference followed probably by the second best big guy in the conference do you feel like that's very much true about that team uh they're always very talented um feels like you know guys that don't even play the next year they're you know a very talented center and things like that so um they're deep and they have they have great guys but um they're beatable is that the biggest thing you just gotta think hey we got a chance here Oh, yeah. No, I, I believe we're, we can win that game. We're going to win that game. Um, but, yeah, just it's going to take our best effort. TJ, thanks so much. Appreciate it. There you go, TJ Haas, and thank him for taking the time to speak with me once again here on Locked On Cougars. And you heard him say it. We're confident we can go in and win that game. Hopefully that confidence permeates the rest of his teammates. I think that they'll go into this game thinking, hey, we got a shot here because Gonzaga has not really shown itself to be the Gonzaga that we've seen in past years where they're truly, truly dominant. They're obviously the best team in the country. The pollsters, the people who vote in the AP poll wouldn't make that declaration for nothing, but they have shown cracks. They've had their issues. Granted, last night against Santa Clara, a team who's actually one of the better teams in the West Coast Conference, holy smokes, Gonzaga blew them right off the field. It was it was a 19-12 ball game at one point, and just like that, it went from like 19-12 to like 43-16. Sheesh. Be nice, Gonzaga. So BYU, like I said, they got their work cut out for them in this game. I'm excited to watch it regardless, and you heard TJ Haas right there. BYU's confident in their ability. They've gone to Gonzaga and won the games there before. Can they do it again tomorrow night? I think it'll be tough sledding without Yoli Childs, but that's why they suit up and play the game, and we'll see how it all shakes out. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU. A big night from Kobe Lee as they beat San Diego. Now they get ready for a date with number one Gonzaga and wishing them nothing but the best of luck as they head to Spokane tomorrow. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football here in just a minute, BYU quarterbacking in particular. We'll get to that before we do that, though. Uh, another plea for you guys. I mentioned this right at the open of the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. It helps us kind of build the audience because when these podcast providers see people interacting with their favorite podcast, giving them favorable reviews, hopefully this show you think is a five-star, especially on Apple Podcasts. When they see that, they promote it internally, and it just in turn helps us build the podcast audience and gets more people listening to it so thank you guys in advance for doing it it doesn't take very long to give us that rating and review but i do want to encourage you guys to do so and help us continue to build the locked on cougars community and also a reminder for you follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars love to hear from you there tweeting out insights uh giving you updates when the podcast is coming out all that different stuff so check that out facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars 
All right, guys, I was going to go with another member of the All-Decade team for BYU football, but Pro Football Focus decided to kind of preempt that. They put out their quarterback rankings for all 130 programs at the FBS level. They went 130 through number one, BYU checking in at number 46 on the list. And on the list, kind of funny, most of these programs, when they only had one quarterback play this year, Cam Miller, who does this, uh, does the rankings for Pro Football Focus, a guy I actually – I want to get on the podcast here in the next uh, little bit if I can. But he mentioned Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney as all guys that BYU needs to, uh, as BYU quarterbacks that he mentions on the list that he wanted to rank in this because all three of them played for the Cougars this year. So kind of funny to see him do that. But BYU, uh, in the in the article, he says that had he participated in more than nine games, you'd be sure to find Wilson and BYU ranked much higher on this list. Still, the Cougars got plus play from both Hall and Romney this year but we're a much better team with a much higher win percentage with Wilson at the helm some of you may quibble with that but I actually kind of fall in line with what Cam Miller's saying because I feel like Zach Wilson he faced the best opponents BYU played all year he also delivered the two biggest wins of BYU season those overtime wins against USC and Tennessee but he continues here Cam Miller does with Wilson combined for more big time throws than Hall and Romney combined and despite two games to end the year with no touchdowns against four interceptions was subjected to some bad interception luck. In fact, six of his interceptions this season were for reasons not of his own fault, including two passes where he is hit as he threw, two passes that, that his wide receivers ran the wrong way or broke their route wrong, another that his wide receiver simply fell down that went right through his and and one that went right through his receiver's hands. So Interesting to hear him talk about this, but I think that I kind of agree with what Cam Miller's saying here because I feel like when you watch Zach Wilson play, he gives BYU the best opportunity to win games, in my opinion, of any of the quarterbacks BYU has on the roster because he's played against the most um, most opponents, the best opponents BYU has faced in the last few years, at least last season in particular. Can he make a jump in 2020? That's the hope because he is on 16 career starts at this point. Uh, by the midway point of next season, so the 2020 season, he'll have presumably hit the 20 start mark, and that's when you really want to see guys break out. The one thing I'm very encouraged about with Zach Wilson is he is he's focused on his craft. We've heard it from the coaches all the time that he's a gym rat. He's always in the film room, always watching film, learning about the game, and I think that's going to benefit him. Can he make the jump this coming season that BYU BYU fans, BYU administrators, BYU coaches hoped he would make this past season? He spent an entire offseason rehabbing a shoulder injury and obviously had that broken thumb midway through this past season. I think both of those things combined to result in some of the lackluster play that he had on the field and the hope is now that as he gets a full off season of work working out with his teammates throwing all the time all the different things that go into uh, getting a quarterback in sync going into a season the hope is that this off season that can be kind of the jump that Zach Wilson makes and becomes the quarterback BYU thinks he can be I, I kind of like how Cam Miller says this. If, if Zach Wilson would have started the whole season, he thinks he would have been higher up on this list. I don't know how much higher up, and we'll see if we can get Cam Miller on the show to talk about that, detail that a little bit more about how, I guess, how high the ceiling could have been for a guy like Zach Wilson on this list. I, it's, it's interesting to me that people are so down on Zach Wilson. I get that there's a bad taste left in people's mouths with the back-to-back losses against San Diego State and obviously the bowl game loss to Hawaii. But like I said, 
I think Zach Wilson is on the right track. I think having a full offseason and being able to get healthy, being able to work with his wide receivers, his offensive linemen, et cetera, those player-run practices during the summer, the dog days of summer, having a healthy offseason I think is going to go a long way towards helping Zach Wilson take kind of that jump. I think many BYU fans are hoping to see from him and expected to see from him this past season. One thing to remember, people, is this is not a return missionary quarterback who's 23, 24 years old. Zach Wilson is still just 20 years old. He is still a young player in the grand scheme of things, and I think that his best football is in front of him. You may think I'm crazy, and feel free to disagree. You can reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. DM me if you want to. If you don't want it on an open Twitter, my DMs are always open. You can email us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. But I am actually very bullish on Zach Wilson's opportunities to improve this year and really help lead BYU to a solid season in 2020. The schedule is doing him no favors going into next year. I know that some of the programs on that are rebuilding like Utah, etc. The best program on BYU's 2020 slate on paper right now, in my mind, is probably Minnesota. And I would never thought to say that maybe two or three years ago, but it looks like that's the case. But I do feel like Zach Wilson, his best football is in front of him. It's just a matter of the coaching staff, BYU coaches, the Offensive coordinator and Jeff Grimes, passing game coordinator Aaron Roderick. All of the offensive coaching staff needs to make sure that they put Zach Wilson in the right positions to succeed. Don't make him throw across his body on third and two behind the line to Micah Simon when you have a chance to win the game with a running back who is picking up 9.6 yards per carry. I'm not bitter about that Hawaii Bowl loss. What are you talking about? Just that some of the decisions that were made in the 2019 season just make me scratch my head. And I think that's a big reason why Zach Wilson, when you're QB1 in Provo because of the rich quarterback tradition in Provo, you take an inordinate amount of blame, I feel like, at points. And I think right now Zach Wilson's kind of become the whipping boy for some BYU fans looking back on the 2019 season. But like I said, I'm bullish on him. I think he's going to go out and have a stellar junior campaign. It may not result in the record that some BYU fans hope that a quote-unquote stellar campaign results in just because of the toughness of that schedule. But I feel like Zach Wilson, I think his best football is still in front of him. We'll see if I'm proven right or if I end up looking like the dummy. We'll find out. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys to listen to this podcast. You can do it real easy. You don't even need your hands. You can do it all with your voice. All you have to do is tell your smart device, your smartphone, your smart speaker, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and you'll always stay up to date with all the latest in BYU sports news with this daily podcast. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know each and every day, so that way you're always the the smartest BYU fan in the room when you're talking about the Cougars, and you can do that real easy with your downtime. On your commute, if just at home killing some time, tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and be the smartest BYU fan around. All right, guys, catching up on everything that's going on in BYU sports news. Let's cover what happened last night in BYU sports outside of men's basketball. Paisley Johnson. Well, we talked about Kobe Lee, but how about Paisley Johnson? A career-high 31 points as BYU won 76-66 in overtime against Pacific in the Alex D. Spano Center there in Stockton, California. Congratulations to Paisley Johnson on that career high. Big-time win for BYU. Johnson scored 31 points on 9-15 of shooting, added 5 
five assists, two rebounds, two steals, and one block. So a fantastic showing for Paisley Johnson. BYU's back on the road this weekend. Tomorrow they're taking on St. Mary's at 2 o'clock Pacific time. That'll be 3 o'clock Mountain time. There'll be a live video stream on the WCC network if you want to watch the Lady Cougars in action tomorrow afternoon. Now with the women's basketball team back in action tomorrow, there's a number of teams also in action this weekend across the BYU Athletic Department. Let's keep let's run them down for you real quick here. Men's and women's track and field continues action in the Air Force invite at the U.S. Air Force Academy. That began yesterday, runs through tomorrow. Best of luck to both the men's and women's track and field programs as they seek to bring home some wins on the track and field side of things. Uh, men's and women's swimming and diving are hosting a dual meet against Denver at the Richards Building Pool. That'll begin today at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. If you want to watch the Pioneers and the Cougars square off, that'll be at the Richards Building Pool there on the campus of BYU. BYU men's volleyball ranked number three in the country is in Mount Olive, North Carolina to face off against Mount Olive. Uh, it'll be the first time these two programs have squared off. There'll be uh, matches tonight and tomorrow. Tonight's matches at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. Tomorrow's is at 11 a.m. So quick turnaround for two matches for men's volleyball, but the expectation is they come home with two victories there in Mount Olive. Women's tennis opens up their spring season tomorrow at the indoor tennis courts on the campus of BYU as they host in-state foe Weaver State. Those matches are expected to begin at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time if you want to go watch that. Men's and women's swimming and diving. Uh, the divers for the women's side of things will take on Nevada at the Richards Building Pool tomorrow, so a quick turnaround for the women's swimming and diving team as well as the men's women and men's diving team. Excuse me. That'll be at 12 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow at the Richards Building Pool. And then the men's tennis team is on the road in Washington, D.C., taking on George Washington University. That's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, the same time as BYU men's volleyball in action against Mount Olive. There'll be live stats for men's uh, volleyball on the BYU Cougars website if you want to watch that. And as I already mentioned... Uh, women's basketball in action at 2 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow against St. Mary's. You, you, uh, excuse me, BYU Women's Gymnastics up to number 15 in the country in case you guys missed that. They're hosting UCLA and Utah State in a tri-meet at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. That's at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll be broadcast live on BYU TV. And then finally, men's basketball as we mentioned in the open. They face off against number one ranked Gonzaga. That's at 7 o'clock Pacific Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time here in Utah. It'll be on ESPN2 and obviously on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things. So there you go. The rundown of everything you need to be able to remember this weekend for BYU Sports. You can watch a lot of BYU Sports in action. Go to the BYU Cougars website, BYUcougars.com, to get live video links and the like if you want to watch those teams in action. Thanks again for joining us this week. It's been a blast to be with you guys. We'll probably do a postcast edition of BYU and Gonzaga tomorrow night after that game goes final. And obviously we'll be back here on Monday with full editions of the show all next week getting you ready for BYU football whatever is happening in that program BYU basketball obviously as they continue on on the road with a two game road roadie next week we'll have that all covered for you here on the podcast thanks again for your support of the show it's a blast to be with you guys each and every day enjoy whatever's left of your Friday and we'll talk to you soon this has been Locked On Cougars for January 17th 2020